The Sport Industry Access Podcast, episode 97. How important is communication when reviewing partnership agreements in the NBA? another episode of the Sport Industry Access Podcast. I'm your host Ed Bowers. As always, my goal each week is to provide you a special guest who will inspire and encourage you to be the best you can be in your current situation, especially if you have an interest in pursuing a career in the sports industry. I hope today's episode can be useful to you with regards to your interests and needs. Now, getting back to today's show, this week's special guest is Edward Billington. Edward is a sports scholar and currently the Cooperative Partnership Account Coordinator with the Orlando Magic, who are a professional basketball team in the NBA, where he specialises in inbound and outbound sales and sponsorship activation. I can happily say that it's great to have Edward as a special guest on the show. That's why in today's episode, Edward will share his sports career journey and explain to you the importance of communication when reviewing partnership agreements in the NBA. Edward, it's great to have you on the show. Please, can you share your sports career journey to the listeners? When did it all start? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, thank you again for having me on here. Uh, quite an honor. Uh, for me, my sports career, let's say it started out as a kid. I, I always knew that I wanted to work in sports. Um, I actually ended up going to Florida State University for my sport management degree. And while I was there, I was fortunate to do a couple of internships. Uh, and then I, I graduated and I kind of had the idea that I wanted to go back to school and get my MBA and my sport management master's, um, but I had a gap year between graduating from undergrad and going to master's. So I was fortunate enough to uh, start my career with the Tampa Bay Rays. I did ticket sales for a little bit there, um, parlayed that into uh, a corporate partnerships service and sales rep role, which I did while I was at the University of South Florida. Um, they have an awesome program there where they set you up with a residency and uh, gave me some great, great opportunities to uh, really see how the CP side of things work. Uh, and then from there, and uh, this past May, I graduated from USF and I began working for the Orlando Magic in uh, corporate partnerships as well. Awesome. Just going back to your undergraduate degree, what did you study? Yeah, I actually uh, I studied sports management at, at Florida State as well. So uh, going in there, I knew I wanted to do sports management. I knew it was definitely something I wanted to uh, make a career out of. When I went into school, I initially thought I wanted to be a sports agent, and I quickly found out that's not something that I wanted to pursue. I, I found out um, kind of the you know the inner workings of it, and I really uh, I had a passion for the marketing. So I did a an internship in the marketing department. Uh, I did an internship with a uh, awards show where we actually helped put together the event. We raised scholarship for. Um, for children. And what I really appreciated was the relationship building aspect of that. And I think that's what drew me to ticket sales and drew me to pursuing a, a path of corporate partnerships where you can build relationships, you can help use sports to uh, you know, bring bring a greater good, but also use sports to help partners and help uh, different companies and even people accomplish goals. Absolutely. And just going back 
between your undergraduate and your master's with South Florida, how did your gap year support you? Or Because a lot of students, as you know, don't know what they want to do afterwards. Did your gap year support you looking back now? Yeah, certainly. That's a great question. Um, so when I graduated from Florida State, I think I was under the impression that it was going to be relatively easy to get a job in sports. And I was going to come out and I was going to have a job waiting for me. And uh, I was faced with the harsh reality that I actually ended up working logistics brokerage for three months after graduation where uh, I would sell lanes to truck drivers. And uh, that's about as interesting as it sounds. It wasn't something I necessarily fell in love with. So I worked every day that I was working at that logistics brokerage to uh, to get a job in sports. And I was fortunate to, you know, watch on with the Rays and they provided me probably, you know, one of the best experiences I can imagine. They made me get outside of my comfort zone. Um, I got to look into the industry before I went back to school. So I had some really great real world examples of what the sports industry was like, which in my opinion made the lessons that I learned in grad school that more valuable. Just relating to grad school, in your opinion, relating to your studies, have you seen the sports industry develop looking back now? Oh, it's, it's night and day. Um, you know, I was, I was fortunate to, like I said, uh, you know, be in the industry before going to grad school, but a, you know, being able to sit back and see the lessons that were being taught, whether it's the analytics or, uh, how important networking is or, you know, different trends as a entry level ticket salesperson, you're not necessarily tasked with thinking about that and you're not looking through that scope, but once you have your, your masters and you've had the opportunity to, you know, put on different hats and think about the industry in a different way. You know, I, I read Sport Business Journal or Sport Business International almost every day or every other day, just trying to keep up with the news and uh, see where the industry is going. And as I'm sure you're aware, PASPA was just uh, revoked in the United States. So sports betting is uh, something that might be legal soon. And being able to look at issues through that and uh, understand where the industry is going, it, grad school is something that definitely, you know, aided me and made me a better professional. Just from a employment standpoint for the listeners who are at university studying, how important is it to pursue like work experience during that time before you graduate? I think it's pretty pretty crucial. I don't think it's you know necessary for everyone. Some some of my classmates went right from undergrad into grad school. Um, for me though, I think it did provide me with that real world lesson that I could I, I learned in a different way. I saw different lessons. Um, you know, in a different light because I, I understood how the real world works, where it's someone who may not have real world working experience. Um, it's all in theory. Can you say that in a bit more detail? Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, I would say, you know, if you're able to work in the industry and you're able to hold a job, you know, a full time job and you can see how an office runs, how you interact with your coworkers, um, you know, what things are feasible and what are not, you get a better grip of how the industry uh, can benefit from from certain ideas and certain policies. Absolutely. And just relating to today's podcast topic, moving forward, how important is communication when reviewing partnership agreements in the NBA? Yeah, I'm really glad you asked me that, Ed. I mean, communication is probably the most important aspect of my job. Um, you know, you have internal communication, you have external communication. So external communication is what you're going to be focusing on when you're talking to your clients. It's key to make sure that, you know, your, your partnership is a success for them. And you do that by making sure you're achieving their goals. Uh, one example I want to give you is, you know, say a soda company, you might think that their, their goal is brand awareness where their goal is really 
driving sales. And if you build a partnership completely around brand awareness and you don't focus on driving sales, that partnership's a failure for you. So communicating with them and understanding what their goals are and you know, recapping that throughout the season, making sure to stay in constant contact, that's so crucial. On the flip side, internal constituents are just as important to make sure that they're helping you execute their goals and um, that you're maintaining good relations with the people that are helping you activate. Just on a personal note, what have you learned from the communication experience so far? In regards to uh, internal or external? The work you're doing at the moment in the NBA. Oh, yeah. Um, so I would say our, our team does a great job of focusing on communication and making sure um, that we're not just you know communicating at the beginning or the end, but we're communicating 365 days a year. Uh, we have as many touch points as possible with our partners to make sure that we're achieving their goals. At the end of the year, we try to recap everything we've done and introduce you know new ideas that we have on the table for them before we even go to the pitch, just so we're making sure that we're over-communicating almost. Uh, making sure that we're we're hitting all the key performance indexes, the KPIs that they want to see, and making sure that they're aware of what new features we could possibly bring to the partnership. Would you mind explaining to listeners where you're working at the moment and what your main role is? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm I'm working for the Orlando Magic. Uh, they're an NBA team in in Florida. What I'm doing right now is I'm the corporate partnership account coordinator. So I'm essentially essentially the internal contact. Uh, I help make sure that all the assets that we sell to our partners, that they run smoothly and that everything's implemented perfectly. So the LEDs, the web ads, the print ads, anything that goes out to the market, some activations, I'm the guy that makes sure that they run smoothly. That is really great to hear. Just quickly, looking back now, have you seen the work you've done at university being applied now in an employment environment? Um, I would say that one of the biggest things that I've seen from university that has uh, you know, translated over into my professional career is analytics. Uh, I came out of you know, undergrad not really having a, uh, a good understanding of analytics, and uh, it, it was just a phrase, I think, to me. I, I knew it was math, um, but I didn't know how to apply it. So going to grad school and, and learning how to run different uh, regressions and how to uh, look at numbers in a different way and how to show key performance indexes and you know, that we're reaching them. Uh, that was crucial to me, and I think that's something that I use on a weekly basis in my job now. How about your opinion about the use of social media now, especially in the NBA as a whole? Yeah, so social media is a huge asset for us. Um, it's been something that's provided a lot of value to our partners. I'm not sure how familiar you are with social media and Major League Baseball or NHL, but um, one of the things that kind of handcuffs teams is that Major League Baseball Advanced Media, or what we call BAM, they actually control all the rights to any social assets. So baseball teams can't necessarily sell these social assets. They can, but anything that they sell, they have to give money to BAM. Uh, the NBA is fortunate to not have something like that. So teams are actually allowed to sell social assets, which has been, um, I think, a, you know, a, a great practice and it's allowed us to really expand our reach and expand our, uh, our fan base. Well, I find this really interesting. Now, just going back to your career at the moment, what have you been up to recently? Yeah. So recently, uh, like I said, I I transitioned over to the Magic in January, um, so a lot of it was just getting up to speed and making sure that all the assets were in play for the season. Uh, we recently transitioned into the off season, and we were fortunate enough to get our uh, we got our lottery picked the other night, so we're going to be number six overall in the upcoming draft. Uh, so right now we're preparing for next season. We're uh, making sure that all of our partners are happy with this past season and uh, hoping to bring success in the future with them. 
Edward, just on a personal note, what have you enjoyed the most from your sports career journey looking back now? I would say on a personal note, the the most rewarding thing is realizing that uh, I'm combining sports and business and that we're making an impact. Um, I think a lot of people get into sports just because they enjoy sports, which it's not a bad reason to get into it. But, uh, you know, the, the, the real reason that I got into it is because I love sports business and I wanted to, you know, see business truly impacted through sport. Uh, I think we've been able to show that through, you know, various partnerships we've done where we've been able to drive sales for, you know, certain certain partners that really it, it's it's amazing to me thinking back when I was a kid that I just thought sports was, you know, baseball or football. But there's there's a really a business to it. Absolutely. I think you've really highlighted a really important part. As much as enjoyment or the word passion is big when working in the sports industry, it's also about value and how you contribute, especially in, a, in your setting in business. And I feel like we're at a great stage of the interview where I'd like to finish with an inspirational question. What advice would you give to university first-year students who are studying a degree in sports? Yeah, I think the, the best advice is to never give up. Um, you know, and that, that goes for any walk of your career. Uh, complacency is the quickest track to, uh, to failure. I think, or sorry, complacency is the fast track to mediocrity rather. Um, that, that applies to all walks of your career, whether you're just starting out or you're, uh, a seasoned vet, you know, I, I still try to take some time and make sure that I'm doing my due diligence and networking and trying to meet people around the industry. Um, when I first graduated, like I said, it was a very difficult time for me to get my first job, but if you really want to be in this industry, it's competitive. You know, that's, that's what it's based on is competition. And there are people that, you know, they want it just as bad as you. So you have to outwork them. So my, my advice is just to never give up, try to outwork the next person and be the best you can be. That is great, Edward. I really do hope the listeners take that on board. How can people interact with you online? Oh, people can interact with me on LinkedIn, uh, on Twitter. Um, LinkedIn is probably the best one to reach, man. I'm, I'm pretty respect or responsive on there. That is great to all the listeners listening in. That link will be on my website relating to this blog post. Edward, it's been great chatting with you today. Thank you very much. Thank you. Really appreciate it. What a brilliant interview by Edward. And for me, relating to today's podcast topic, there is such clear indication, and we spoke about this topic a lot on this podcast show, that communication is vital in the sports industry. But what I enjoyed the most with our chat was how Edward looked at communication and dissected it into two sections, that there's internal communication and external communication, which is vital to make sure everything's running smoothly. Like his role is to make sure the partners they're with are getting what they're required with regards to their assets of agreement with a return of investment at the end of the day. And for me, if you are a student who is thinking about a career in the sports industry, especially in sport business, I hope you learn a lot from this chat because trust me, there are areas which give you a great flavour what the sports industry provides when pursuing a career in this really exciting industry. And in this case, you can see that Edward had to push hard, hustle hard during his time at university by getting his foot in the door in the sports industry. And I just wish him the best of luck where he's going because his work he's doing I just find fascinating but for you listening in it can be possible and I just hope you apply what Edward said during our chat to your sports career ambitions going forward today and good luck. 
Now, as always, at the end of each interview, I like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker. Edward said, never give up. Try and outwork the next person and be the best person you can be.